It's Bernard Nomberg with the Nomberg Law Firm in Birmingham, Alabama. Thank you for stopping by the Nomberg Law Live podcast. Each week we have conversations with people in their areas of expertise. My guest this week is Matt Mitchell, aka the AL Ostrich. He is one funny dude. If there's anything in life that I have learned is that laughter goes a long way to enjoyment of life. And Matt brings the laughter each and every week. Great spin on Southern culture, Southern food, and just life in the South. I think you'll really enjoy this conversation with Matt Mitchell. Thank you again for stopping by the Nomberg Law Live podcast. If you like this episode, please consider giving us a five-star rating and a review and subscribing will ensure that you get each podcast as they come out on a weekly basis. Thank you again. All right. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday morning. We're an hour earlier than normal, but uh, we had to rearrange schedule a little bit, but it's our weekly Nomberg Law Live. And as I tell you guys every week, we have interesting conversations with people in their areas of expertise. And I cannot tell you how excited and how pleased I am for today's guest, Matt Mitchell. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm good. Now I'm excited that I have an area of expertise. That's uh, that's that's special. I didn't know that. So well, it's probably just little Debbie snack cakes, but yeah. Well, I was going to say, you don't have one area of expertise. You have numerous areas, <laughs> and I'm so glad that we've got a few minutes to catch up today. We just met for the first time, but I've been following you and all of your just absolutely funny takes on TikTok, on all types of social media. And if you guys don't know Matt, or if you haven't followed or seen him on It's a Southern Thing or AKA AL Ostrich, you guys have got to find him. One of the things to me in life to enjoy life is humor. And wherever it may be, you've got to find something that brings you a smile, brings others a smile. And I know every day is not an Instagram kind of a day, but for Matt and what he brings to his audience, it's a smile every single time I get to see and watch what he does. So thank you for what you do and continue to do, Matt. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. I, uh, I love getting to do that. love uh, getting feedback from people and, and just uh, very happy to be able to do that for a living. And for all y'all watching the stuff, that's if y'all weren't doing that, then I, I'd uh, I'd have to pay for the little Debbie snack cakes that I eat, probably. Uh, that's, we're we're going to get to little Debbie and uh, Christmas trees and uh, uh, Milo's tea. And by the way, one of the funniest TikToks I saw you do was a duet when somebody said Milo's tea. You knew they were nowhere near the South. Oh gosh, yeah, that one, that one. Yeah, I guess gets a little cringe right there. I hate that. I don't. I don't know how Milo is a pretty common name. I don't know how you butcher that, but uh, the God bless them, they did. So yeah, yeah. But it uh, some of those are just kind of layups for you. I know they have to be, but you're just licking your chops. All right, let me get in here and let's set them straight. Southern style. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, tell us a little bit about your background. How'd you get into comedy, or did comedy find you? Tell us a little bit how you get because the origin of being a comedian to being an entertainer. Everybody has a different path, and I'm always curious how you get there. Yeah, so mine uh, a little weird and unusual. Um, I actually uh, was uh, I did social work for about uh, eight years, uh, and while I was doing that, um, I started like a just as a joke between friends, like a, a parody Twitter account of a local newspaper here in Walker County, Alabama, and um, 
and it wasn't meant to like take off and be anything it was a joke and then some people found it and it kind of blew up from there and uh then the local newspaper found it and they were not happy about being made fun of on the internet and they were like made an announcement on their facebook page hey this is not us don't follow this account well people follow the account and uh and it blew up from there so um and that was the first like time i'd been writing something that people were like actually reading i'd written like blogs and stuff that just friends would read but then now i had an audience um and that was like early like that was 2012 i think so I just kept tweeting jokes, one-liners, things like that. And I did that for several years. The audience grew. And then AL.com came along and asked if I was interested in writing like a weekly satirical news article for them. Um, and of course, I jumped on that. Um, and I did that for about a year and a half before they uh, came back and said, hey, we're launching this new brand called It's a Southern Thing. Uh, that's just going to be comedy, lighthearted stuff not really like news news like we do this is just kind of like entertainment stuff uh would you be interested in coming and doing that full time and um and, and working on sketches because they had already been doing some comedy sketches on a page called this is alabama and those were blowing up and they were like we need to get this to a bigger audience because it relates to all of the south not just alabama um so uh i took the opportunity because i don't think something like that comes along very often you know especially in alabama that you can stay here and write comedy full-time uh so uh took that opportunity in 2017 uh to work with it's a southern thing and i've been doing that ever since uh so we've got our sketch group so true y'all that does sketches pretty used to be cranking about once a week um but we've done over 100 of those sketches uh and uh do a unscripted series called bless your rank where i just sit down and eat different foods and then rank them um which is crazy um but uh but yeah that's that's pretty much it uh kind of when people ask me like you know how do you get into what you do i'd like to do that for a living i'm like there's probably much easier ways than what i did uh because it just struggled not you know i never thought of it as an opportunity for something to get paid to do uh for years uh and then finally a door opened but it's kind of like i tell kids when i do like career day stuff which is funny that i even get asked to do that mm-hmm. uh find something that you love and even if you're not getting paid for it, just keep doing it uh if you love it you know, you'll want to do it and then eventually uh if you stick with it you know opportunities will will open doors will open and you just need to seize those opportunities when they come but uh but that that's just kind of it just never really gave up and <laughs> just kept writing stuff even though it seems like nobody was listening sometimes just kept doing it oh they were listening and, and it, you're right it's just one day after the next and it's I've always held the the firm belief no matter what you do uh in this world if it's a job to you it's not something that you really enjoy doing it's more like a chore like sweeping up or something you have to do every day to me I practice law and the practice of law is my profession is what I like to say, because it's something I thoroughly enjoy doing every single day. And in just getting peeking into your world each time that you put out a new video or some new content, it is very clear that this is the profession that has either chosen you or you've chosen because the joy on your face and the way that you're presenting everything is just, Matt, it just hits home with so many people. And I love, love your tagline. Sometimes funny, always hungry. Frankly, <laughs> that, that's me and many other Southerners. I yeah. can assure you. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. No, it, they're 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 a lot of fun to do, and it really does feel like when we get together to do stuff that we're just kind of like, I mean, it feels like you're a teenager again, like goofing off and just doing, you know, random things. Um, it, it is it is a lot of fun, uh, and as long as people are going to be watching them, we'll we'll be out there making them. That's for sure. Well, I, I don't want to single out any of your neighbors or your uncles or anybody in your family, but how often do people say, "You get paid to do what"? uh it it, we still get like my family gets it now i think um and they're really proud of the stuff i do um and it's good clean comedy so it's for everybody it's not like i'm like throwing jokes out there and like i don't know if you should watch that mom right right Um, nsfw yeah it's always good you know family clean humor uh but we still get um whenever we do like q a's and stuff with it's a southern thing we still get to this day what are y'all's day jobs um and it's like, well, believe it or not, it's this. I don't know if that's meant as an insult or not, but it's, uh, but yeah, this is, uh, this is it. This is the job. Um, and I guess some people don't think that it's possible that you could do something like this for a living, but the internet has made that possible. Now it's, now it's possible for you to go make these, you know, you know, high production sketches and stuff and put them on the internet and find an audience immediately. Whereas in the past, you would have needed to move to LA or New York. Uh, at least uh, to get an audience for something like that. So God bless the internet. It's done something good lately. Well, one of the things that I so appreciate about what you do and, and, and your, your friends is that we live in a very cynical world and Alabama typically is the butt of the jokes for many comedians and politicians and just life in general. You make fun of us in Alabama and in the South but it's not in that way. You're making fun with us. You're not making fun at us. And I know there's a subtle difference in there, but it's one that I fully, fully appreciate. And I know that many have come to appreciate as popular as some of the content that you're putting out. But Matt, here's my, my question is the impact that the pandemic has had on your ability to provide that content on such a regular basis. Yeah, it was a, it was a struggle at first and it's still, we've got ups and downs uh, with it, but I mean, immediately when lockdown started March, 2020 uh, it was everybody go home and, and stay there. We're not getting together to make anything. So we did, we did, we got pretty creative and did some like sketches over zoom and we, we, you know, when you do something like that, you don't want to like hide the fact that we're all clearly in different like buildings uh so we kind of we did a sketch we did a couple sketches where it took place on zoom so it was like this is this is the world that we're in uh and i don't think that that i mean those sketches did pretty well uh you know it's never fun when you can't get together to do stuff but as, as slowly as we figured out more about um covid and we were able to figure out we can get together if we do it safely maybe it's best if we film outdoors and that's immediately what the first sketch we did um where we got back together was uh types of people that go camping so that's perfect we could film that entirely outdoors um so we've always just whatever whatever you know we're given uh as far as you know restrictions and stuff we find a way to make it work uh figure out some kind of sketch we can we can make within those uh restrictions but uh but it, it's it, you know those are pretty much lifted now we're all vaccinated so we're back together shooting stuff and and we shot our first sketch in a while because we were off doing the tv pilot this summer so we shot first sketch on friday um, we've got another scene to film today so it's good to be back to normal but uh it definitely threw a lot of curveballs there at the beginning 
Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that it did. Uh, I also know that you host a, I don't know if it's weekly or bi-weekly uh, trivia in town. Talk, talk to us, share, share a little bit about the trivia. Yeah, so I've been uh, hosting a trivia at Tallulah Brewing Company in Jasper uh, for about, it's about three years now, I think, uh, this fall. Uh, and the topics always change. I do a lot of music stuff because um, that's just some of my favorite stuff to do, like a name that tune. Uh, and then do different like topics. I think this week is Doctor Who trivia. Uh, do a lot of The Office and Star Wars and stuff like that. Uh, also do trivia at Goat Island Brewing in Coleman mm -hmm. about once a month. The date always changes, but I always post that. So um, those are fun to do. Um, I like doing it in Tallulah, especially because it's right down the road from me. Uh, it's easy to do. And it's I always... Uh, it's been one big thing for me is to get some stuff going in Jasper because it's the thing that people in Walker County are like, well, there's nothing to do here. Right. And now there's a ton to do, especially mm -hmm. in Jasper. So now I can just say, hey, if you if you can't find anything to do, that's on you. We got stuff going uh, just about every night down here. So um, but it's a lot of fun. I enjoy doing it and, and meet people coming out to, to play. And we've had people come from all over some of those. And uh, we had people from Atlanta come to Coleman uh, last month to play. Uh, trivia so that's that's a lot of fun wow. well is it and are those strictly in-person events yes yeah we're back in person doing those we were virtual for for a little bit last year but we're back rolling in person now how important is you is it for you as as a comedian artist to do your craft in person with a live audience as opposed to trying to present the same material uh over zoom or something virtual yeah i don't um I'm more like a, a humorous like writer than I am like comedian stand up first. Um, I, I mean, I do enjoy like getting in front of a crowd and stuff, but um, I don't really have like a stand up act. So a lot of all stuff for me, especially writing, I'm not used to like, you know, rather it be like I wrote a joke or uh, it's usually in the form of people are reading it or it's been performed in a sketch mm -hmm. and I've never seen reactions to that live um there have been a few occasions where we might do a screening or something and people see the sketch uh and that's always fun to hear like a live reaction to it that's that's pretty rare and fun to do um but as far as like an event uh in person trumps the uh virtual all day long it's just tough to you can't really get feedback on people you're just going by what they type in the comments um but you know when you're in person you can at least kind of like read facial expressions and just yeah. see other human beings is nice um but uh but yeah the in-person definitely definitely I, better when it comes to events I, i've never attempted to be a comedian nor will I ever but i enjoy the shows but i would say that I, at least i would assume uh that if you're not getting some feedback whether it's good or bad it would be very tough to do what you do strictly on a zoom or virtual and then put it out to the world for the same kind of reactions yeah no one of the things that has kept me away from stand-up is uh i just I, uh, i'm terrified of bombing uh go and you have to do that as a comedian when you're especially when you're working on a new set you've got to like work through the jokes find the right material and really like whittle it down to the stuff that works so you've got to go out there and bomb mm -hmm. and and doing those virtual zooms talking to comedian friends of mine they that do stand up they uh that sounds like all of the virtual events were because everybody you, you might have like they did a lot of corporate events. Mm -hmm. So you've got everybody here on zoom and they're all muted 
and some of them turn their cameras off. So now I'm just, you're just like talking to your webcam and you can't even see some people and you yeah. definitely can't hear any laughter. Yeah. Um, that just sounds like a nightmare to me. Um, that's the absolute worst. So uh, God bless them for sticking through that. But, you know, they got to take what they could get when because all the clubs are shut down. So that's all you had for a while. Well, well, Matt, how do you, when you, when you put your skits on TikTok and Instagram and, and different social media, do you have uh, family members or friends that you can bounce the skits off of, or you just do it and you go with it? Uh, depends on like what it is. If it's a full on sketch, like for it's a Southern thing, we've got, um, you know, we're all throwing the idea around and we're making sure we're, we're pretty much like we all sign off and say, yeah, that's what we want to make. And then we'll go through the script too and, and say, is this, do we, do we need to change anything? Do all of these jokes hit? Um, and, uh, so there's a lot of feedback process on, on those big sketches for it's a Southern thing for the little stuff for like TikTok. Uh, sometimes I'll just make, most of the time, I think I just make it, uh, sometimes I'll show my wife first be like, what do you think about this? Uh, and I'll kind of gauge her reaction to it, but, um, but now wait, 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 what kind of react is it? Yeah. It's usually, it's usually like, okay, whatever that is. (laughs) So that's why I don't even go to her that much anymore. She's not even on TikTok. She refuses to download the app. So, um, yeah, unless I post it somewhere else, she's probably not even going to see the video. So, mm-hmm. and she, yeah, she's not going to download TikTok for me. So, I, <laughs> she may not be your target audience. Yeah, she's, yeah, <laughs> usually not. So, yeah. Well, what about our, our comments, uh, which can be harsh or, or they can be uplifting? Are, are they important to you? Do you ignore them? Do you do feedback? I mean, do you, not feedback. Do you respond? Because I know as a performer, you it's got to be somewhere in there that, I don't know. How do you deal with that? Uh, I, I, I enjoy the comments. I mean, comments are always great, regardless of what people are saying, because for social media, that's works for the algorithm. So the more people that comment on it, the better the whatever platform it's on is going to treat that content and get it out in front of more people. Um, so that's a that's a silver lining, even if it's the most negative comment I've ever read. It's like, well, that's they watched the video. So yeah. that's something. Um, right. But I do, I do read just about all of them. I, I don't think a lot of people realize when it comes to it's Southern thing that I'm also the social media manager. So I'm, I'm reading a lot of the comments sure. too. Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm knee deep in the comments, whether it be positive or, or negative. But usually, uh, you know, I, I like to see the negative comments when they're there because sometimes there might be something instructive there that I can take from it. Mm-hmm. sometimes people are just bullies they just want to be internet trolls and just yeah. you know i don't know they're just grumpy and want those stuff out but mm-hmm. but there is usually something that you can take from some of those negative comments one of the best negative comments that i ever got was when i first started just writing jokes on twitter uh and i was trying to pump out a joke every like couple of hours and i remember one person just tweeted and said hey slow down like quality over quantity here and I was like, that's actually, okay, I could do that. And that's kind of been an MO for a while is, you know, if it's not, don't be pumping out content just because you feel like you need to, or because you can, if it's not good, don't put it out there for people. Um, eventually you keep churning out a bunch of stuff. That's not any good. People will stop coming to you. Ever have anybody accuse you of being a transplanted Yankee? Oh yeah. You don't know how life is in the South. What are you talking about? Yeah, those those uh, those used to get under my skin. They used to make me angry when I first started doing it. Southern thing, and people mm-hmm. were like, "I don't even hear an accent." He's not even from the South, and I'm like, "What?" I would get really like, I get angry about it. But now it's just it's it's funny to me. But uh, I mean, they're more than welcome to come to Walker County, Alabama, 
uh, and experience what, you know, my life is and where I'm from. But, uh, but yeah, it used to make me really angry. Well, I, I suspect those folks were from South of Montgomery, meaning you're from the North part of the state, not the same. I would just... click on their name too. Cause that's the beautiful uh -huh. thing about Facebook is that you can comment all you want to, and then I can go to your profile and I can judge you. Right, uh, so right. they would do that and it'd be like so-and-so from like Virginia. I'm like, come on, you're barely in the South. That's right. Depending That's on right. where you're at Virginia, you're not even in the South. So I don't know if you're really like the judge of what is Southern and what's not. Mm -hmm. well, uh, that's, so, that's so great. Guys, I'm talking with Matt Mitchell, AKA AL Ostrich. You guys have seen him on it's a Southern thing. If you aren't following him on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, where, where am I missing? Are you on Snapchat? I, I, all of them. Matt, That's about it. That's the good Matt one. has got a great spin on life and food in the South. Now, I want to go there for just a minute, Matt. Little Debbie's, I don't know if, if you've had an audience with Coach Saban yet, <laughs> but I'm waiting for the Matt Mitchell, Coach Saban TikTok duet. And I don't know how it'll go, but there's a lot of commonality right there. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a, I've got, I don't know if he would agree to do that. He seems pretty busy with like Aflac commercials right now. Um, but yeah, if we can ever do that, uh, I would just, I just, I just want to know his take, which, which oatmeal cream pie is he, is he eating the, the regular one or is he eating the big pack ones? Does he know about the gas station ones that are double decker oatmeal cream pies? I feel like that could change his life if he's not aware of it. There's just, I just need to have a conversation with them about just oatmeal cream pies. Um, but they must, that's how I know that they're good for you. People can talk bad about little Debbie all they want to and say it's not healthy, but Nick Saban eats two every morning for breakfast and that man does nothing but win championships. So I, you tell me, I don't know. Evidence seems to be the contrary there. And, and I've even heard him say when he was asked about that, that he gets cranky. If he doesn't have his two little Debbies and his and his coffee in the morning, that might be a blood sugar problem. But yeah, that's oh, that's so great. That's so great. Let's talk about Milo's sweet tea. Let's talk a little bit about little Debbies and all of that, Matt. It is, it's in every gas station, maybe in America, but certainly in our part of the country. You get certain products that are so well known. They're so associated with life in the South. But you have turned it into you're you're telling us what we're thinking. And you're so right about the Christmas tree cakes. They should be out. They should be in every location. Yeah. Where did this talk to us a little bit about your angle with this? Uh, yeah, I don't. It's just kind of one of those things you stumble across that you don't realize it resonates with so many people. But um, but the Christmas tree cakes for sure. Um, and in the mild sweet tea, there's just so many things that um, that I guess those products are available everywhere just about now, but they are unique to the South. I mean, Little Debbie's come from Tennessee and Milo's sweet tea from, you know, here in Bessemer, Alabama. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a, there's a, there's several. I mean, we grew up on it, so there's a little bit of nostalgia there, uh, especially with like Little Debbie's and stuff. Uh, and then there's pride that it's like this is a Southern thing and it's really, really good. And uh, and this is just another example of. Like when it comes to Southern food, uh, you it's the best food in the country, hands down. Uh, you know it is because we're all fat. So that's why, um, you know, that's why I see people in California that are so skinny. It's like, that's how I know your food's not good. Um, they have raisins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I think it's just, I think it's several different things. I think we're, we're proud that this is all Southern stuff that we've made. And I think it's, 
uh, a lot of nostalgia and uh, it's just good. We just like to be reminded of how good that food is. Well, well, I want to pivot for just a second, Matt. I want to talk a little bit of sharks versus jets here. And one of the things that I really have enjoyed, I've only seen it a couple of times. There's multiple, I'm going to call you guys comedy sketch groups. I know you're part of the It's a Southern Thing. I know that Josh and Robert have a group as well. And sometimes you guys have crossed over, but not very often. You know those guys well, or do you ever play nice with each other or you just have your own territories? Oh, no, we're all we're all friends. Uh, and, and some of us on the team go way back, uh, like uh, Robert uh, and then Adam uh, Schwartz from our team. They went to high school together, so they have known each other for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we all kind of work together. Robert worked in the same company with us. Um when we were all at uh, al.com mm-hmm. uh, early it's a southern thing days sec shorts was a part of that mm-hmm. um and then they have after a couple of years then they went their own way so now they're their own independent thing mm-hmm. um doing their own videos uh and uh making a video for sec network once a week mm-hmm. um and you know we're doing our own thing too but there's sometimes some crossover we got a few actors who do both um eric hall um you you can see him i think he played umass in the video that she shorts did this week and we use them all the time for stuff too leah luker is another one she's going to be in the next it's a southern thing sketch that's who we're filming with today uh, and she does a lot of those as well um so there's still some 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 crossover there but we all we all play nice uh uh i'm, I'm very jealous of their off-season schedule once they just get done for the football year they're like doing one video a month so that's pretty nice but they go very hard during football season cranking out two videos a week which i don't know how they have well, time to do anything say, matt as soon as the games are over on saturday they've got a finite period of time to get that next video out but for those of us who who follow both groups and i'm not trying to pit you guys against each other it's a little bit of inside baseball for me and for others when i see you in one of theirs or or, or some of the others and y'all cross over sometimes so i really i appreciate that i like that yeah, no, it's it's fun anytime we get an opportunity to do something together. Um, but uh, no, they're they're a very talented group. There's no there's no rivalry there at all. But um, but no, they're great guys. Yeah. Well, Matt, we've just got another couple of minutes, and I sure appreciate you sharing a little bit of your story and 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 what you do. And how can folks? Uh, do you have anything live coming up other than the uh, the weekly trivia that where folks can catch you or on social media? Where's the best place to catch what you're doing currently? Yeah, um, definitely check out social media. Uh, Facebook is or Instagram is the best place to probably get like events, like find out where I'll be doing. Um, and then, but TikTok gets a lot of content too that I don't put anywhere else. Um, but you can always go to alostrich.com and it'll give you links to everything, uh, all the social media stuff, YouTube, uh, and podcasts that I do once on every three months, it feels like. Um, uh, and uh, events too, trivias or anything else that might be coming up. I've got a couple of like uh, speaking things coming up uh, Thursday, Friday that the public can get tickets to, I believe. But that'll be on the website okay. once those are set in stone um, on under events. And I'll, what I'll do is I'll put the uh, alostrich.com website link in our comments notes here. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Last Last couple of questions. We need to need to know or want your your input if i'm 
if I want to break into the industry, the comedy sketch performing industry, there's there's no there's no such thing as an overnight success. It takes a lot of a lot of time. I'm sure there's many ways to get there. What would you suggest to somebody who's young and, and wants to break in and really has the passion for it? Yeah, well, it's probably never been a better time in history for that mm -hmm. uh, because of social media. And really, TikTok has been um, a blessing for a lot of creators because it the way their algorithm works, um, you know, when you log in, you just get people's random videos. You don't have to be following them already. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have blown up pretty quickly on TikTok, get an audience really quick that way. Um, I, I know my audience has, has grown a lot just from just from that, um, because it's putting content, your stuff in front of people that might not normally see it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's great. That my, my first advice would be go ahead and just start making stuff now. Don't sit around and wait um, and, and, and get on those platforms like TikTok and, and uh, YouTube, Facebook, put your stuff out there, as many places as you can and then consistently make it keep going um people aren't going to follow you right out of the gate sometimes if you've only made one video because how often would you go to somebody's page you think something's funny you go and they've only made one thing are you going to follow them probably not because they haven't really made anything yet so you got to build up that catalog go ahead and start making that content and uh because it gives you uh, a backlog of stuff for people to watch when they find you for the first time and you just you get better by doing things um everybody the stuff that when people make stuff doesn't matter if it's comedy videos or uh art or you know whatever you have them go look at their early stuff compared to what they're making now and they're gonna say yeah that's i made some improvements i'm just not i'm glad i'm out of that stage and i'm doing this stuff now so that's just how it works you've got to get out there and make it well, that's, I was getting ready to ask you, I bet, I bet if you look back at your earliest stuff that's online, do you kind of, kind of cringe a little bit and just like, let's, let's, let's see something more current. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I think it's, everybody's that way. Yeah. That's, that's just how it goes. So, uh, but you gotta, you gotta make that stuff to get where you're at now. That's just part of the process. That's right. That's right. Guys, I, I can't thank you enough, Matt, but before I get you out of here, we got to have a prediction. Okay. UAB is opening up its new stadium downtown, or they call it uptown, near the Golf Sheridan, all the restaurants. It's going to be an electric atmosphere this weekend. They're hosting Liberty. Liberty is no joke of a team, but UAB right. is no joke of a team. UAB is, is one of the top teams in their conference, in Conference USA. Coach Clark has got them believing. He's gotten some great athletes over the last several years, and I know you're a supporter of the program. What do you think the atmosphere, atmosphere is going to be like, and do you have a prediction for us? Uh, I, I bet the atmosphere is going to be great. I'm very excited to be at that game. It's going to be rocking. Um, I uh, am worried about Liberty. I wish that we were playing like Rice or something in the home opener uh, and not uh, Liberty because they've got uh, – I think it's the quarterback. He's like a he's, – he's on the Heisman list on some people's list. Uh, but they are – they do have some weaknesses. I think they beat Syracuse, but they were down by a lot at one point. In yeah. um, UAB's defense is – pretty strong mm -hmm. uh i think uab wins but i think it's a close one mm -hmm. uh i think they just get that home field advantage it's gonna the crowd's gonna be going their way i was getting uh, ready to say with that new stadium i hope there's a huge crowd kickoff i don't believe is until 6 p.m the alabama game will be over so yep. there's no reason not to support another in-state school sorry auburn fans samford fans etc but uh, matt thank you so much for spending some time with me today i really enjoyed getting to meet you and, and talk with you a little bit 
Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a blast. Absolutely. And please keep putting out that content. Go find AL Ostrich. Uh, I'm going to put the link to the website on the show notes and uh, just keep doing what you're doing, Matt. We really appreciate it. Thanks, man. You guys will catch you again next Tuesday. It'll be at 10 o'clock, our regular time, 10 o'clock central for Nomberg Law Live. Y'all continue to be safe out there. Do what's best for you and your family. Y'all be well. Take care. <laughs>